This podcast is sponsored by Skylight Calendar. Let's be real. Running a household can be exhausting and chaotic. And finding the perfect Mother's Day gift, it's not exactly a no-brainer. Until now. The Skylight Calendar is the best way to organize the family and give everyone, especially mom, some peace of mind to enjoy the things that matter most. The Skylight Calendar is a smart, touchscreen calendar that keeps track of and manages the chores, dinner planning, groceries, and to-dos for the whole family. The Skylight Calendar automatically syncs each family member's digital calendars and displays them all together on one color-coded touchscreen. It even doubles as a digital picture frame so you can finally share all those special moments that are just sitting on your phone. As a limited time offer for our listeners, get 15% off your purchase of a Skylight calendar when you go to skylightcal.com slash easy. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-C-A-L dot com slash easy. Get 15% off your Mother's Day purchase now at skylightcal.com slash easy. Hey, I'm Sarah Bivens. And I'm Matthew Bivens. And this is the Doing It at Home podcast, the only podcast dedicated to empowering, loving, and honest conversations around home birth. What started as a fun way for us to document our own home birth journey has turned into a platform for sharing birth stories, resources, and education with the goal of empowering mamas and families to make the birth decisions that work best for them. Plus, we get into the antics, breakdowns, and breakthroughs of our own experience of marriage and parenthood. All right. You ready, babe? Yep. Let's do it, mama. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Doing It at Home podcast. I'm Sarah Bivens, and with me is my husband, Matthew Bivens. Hello, beautiful. Hi. How are you? I'm cool. I'm warm. Yeah, it's nice and toasty in here. We blasted up the heat before hopping in here. Because it got cold again. Yeah. It was 80 degrees over the weekend, and then now it's 40. I feel like that's one of the things we always talk about in our intro, and I wonder Weather. if people are like, okay, we get it. It gets hot. It gets cold. It gets hot. It gets cold. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we should think of other things to intro with. Well, we did have a really cool day yesterday. I wanted to talk about that for a second. We went to Bloom 2018 here in Atlanta, hosted by... Uh, Atlanta City Moms blog, and it was really cool. Uh, they asked me to be a part of their panel discussion, not be a part, but to MC, MC and moderate the panel discussion of some really cool people that range from chiropractor, midwife, pediatric nurses, lactation specialist, and it was a great event for mamas to check out vendors of you know different baby and pregnancy, postpartum gear and services and things Mm -hmm. like that. And Bloom happens around the country in different uh, cities. So if you go online and check out and see if you have a Bloom event coming to you, near you, whatever. Um, I've talked to other mamas who have Boston, I think Minneapolis. I could be incorrect with that one, but somewhere in the Midwest. And... Yeah, so it's just a, a great opportunity to connect with other mamas, mamas to be, uh, and and we had a lot of fun being in that space. You were one of three dudes that were there, one of three men. Yeah, yeah, I think there was about <laughs> sixty people there, mm-hmm. and uh, I was one of three dudes holding it down. Yeah, it yeah, was interesting. Was it was fun representing. Uh, Got to represent for the fellows, for the fathers, for the partners. Yeah. yeah. Totally. So it got me inspired, and I know you as well, for us to have some sort of event gathering conversation live episode who knows but something like that for us in the future in atlanta obviously that would probably be the first space place we 
give it a go because that's where we are. But they're Who knows? Be, uh, doing it at home tour yeah. coming near you. I think live episode would be awesome. I think talking about some of the things that come up when you're, you know, preparing and preparing for birth and, and then afterwards that aren't talked about a whole lot. I mean, you mentioned, you know, on the panel yesterday um, how, and actually it's probably what we're going to get into a little bit today. There's so much focus on external things like your bag, like the supplies you have, like all this stuff, but there's not a whole lot of focus on the internal state yeah, and just showing up powerfully and how you flow when things don't go the way that you might think or how you can tap into your breathing to overcome discomfort. You know, it. I remember one of the panelists yesterday, she actually said the bag thing. She's like, your bag, you know, it's done. Let it, like, leave it alone. Like your bag's fine. Go and prepare your body. Go mm. and prepare your mind because that's not talked about a whole lot. So that could be something that we do in our world tour. World tour. I love it. Mm. It'd be so cool. Awesome. Well, that's a great segue. You said the preparation for this conversation. And this is kind of our, I don't want to say ultimate because it makes it sound kind of like a car <laughs> car dealership ad or something. But How would you say it if it was a car dealer ad? The ultimate doing it at home, home birth preparation checklist. Come on down. <laughs> <laughs> kind of sound like a monster truck rally that's because well. that's how some of because the, they're selling trucks a lot of them you yeah know, for, so fun fact about sarah when we first moved to atlanta my first job was with a more traditional marketing and advertising agency that did a lot of work primarily for car dealerships and car brands and so i was all day seeing those commercials and just hearing that copy and those advertisements for like zero percent apr finance blah 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 srp <laughs> and i was just like oh my god you were the one who actually would record the ones that are super fast right no that was not me i was not a voiceover <laughs> those were outsourced although another super fun fact no one in our office spoke or understood Spanish. And I would say I'm proficient. I'm not 100% fluent. However, the script was already written for this ad they needed recorded and they needed it like that day. So they couldn't order it, you know, from our, our voiceover people. And so somewhere in Arizona for a time, there was an ad running with my voice reading Spanish in it. <laughs> Pretty cool. That's an awesome Not too many people to can say that. Yeah. I'm gonna tell Maya about that one for sure. That's awesome. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Anyways, okay, so back to this, doing it at home, home birth preparation checklist. And it might not be what you expect as far as a traditional checklist of things because we already kind of alluded to, yes, there's some supply aspect and there's gear and there's tangible things, but then there's other stuff too. And the other stuff is the stuff that I like. Juicy. I mean, you need the supplies. You do. It's important. Yeah. We yeah. needed a few supplies at and our birth. And uh, so let's just, yeah, let's go through it. Why don't you just list off the supplies and then what, what do we have there? What are the four categories? Supplies, ambiance, preparing with your partner, and preparing yourself. Mm, cool. So let's just like run through the supplies because... Yeah, we'll skim through this. So this is stuff you can obviously, you know, 
Google or we can um, post this list for you. I think it'd be great. We'll post this. Put in the show notes. Yeah, exactly. So you can just see it in its full glory. So you're not there having to write everything down that I'm saying or pull over the car and type it on your phone. But we'll just we'll skim through it. So first and foremost, your birth kit. This is if you're doing a home birth. This is probably a kit that your midwife or care practitioner has prepared ahead of Mm -hmm. time and has kind of... um, what's the word that I want, like ordered everything in and either you order the kit all ready because they've added all the supplies that you need in there or they themselves provide it to you. So that's all stuff you can work out with them. But that's going to include things like your adult diapers, cool pads, sanitary pads, a peri bottle for postpartum cleansing, sterile gloves, and anything that they might need as well that they're not bringing with their equipment. Um, Which, by the way, they bring a ton of equipment. They bring a lot of stuff. Like duffel bags worth of equipment and all all sorts of stuff, which blew my mind when they showed up at our house the uh, the morning that Maya was born with all their gear. It was yeah, nice. Yeah. So this is a pre-made assembled kit. And I remember when it got delivered to our house, I opened it up. I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. It's like, I remember all the pads and the gauze and the everything in sterile packaging, which again, a lot of people have this conception of home birth that it's just, it's out in the pastures. Or it's going to be delivered in like a wicker basket and there's yeah. just tumbleweed <laughs> all over it. Yeah. Okay. So beyond that kit, there are some things that could be very helpful in the experience. And I'm just going to kind of list them off if you want to stop me at any point or if you have a burning interjection on any of the items, please let me know. My only request is that you do it as like a car sales no, ad in it. one breath. Can't do it. Can't do that. <laughs> uh, okay bottle of unopened oil and this could be for a perineal massage uh, we used organic cold pressed unfiltered olive oil mm-hmm. that was what our midwives suggested a fitted mattress protector garbage bags like at least five six varying in sizes to small and large i would recommend raw organic honey you can use that actually as an antiseptic for any possible tearing um, happened at our birth and what i would do is pour the honey into the pads that i was using and you know i remember doing there. that for you for those first few days i was yep. pouring honey yep. into a pad very helpful in healing and recovery at least two sets of clean sheets at least four or five blankets at least four or five washcloths uh, at least four towels towels i would emphasize towels like Lots of just because what for whatever to put down on the floor to cover you to cover baby when baby arrives you know if there's water element involved yeah if you're just, using water you really can't have enough towels I yeah. would just put that out there and it, you know I don't like maybe if a if a dad or a partner is listening they're like towels what the heck yeah. is there's a geyser going on <laughs> no I mean we had a pool there and so you know you every time that you would get in and out of the pool there'd right. be a trail of water and and um, we use towels with the different food and drink you know we just had towels there and instead of having a bunch of paper towels and and then um just for just the normal i mean it's an experience that's going on for a number of hours so you yeah. might use towels like sarah said on your knees it's not necessarily to clean up bodily right, fluids. right right yeah also a fun thing we touched on some of this stuff so if you're like some of this gear and like whatever sounds familiar that would be if you're a longtime listener because in episode 14 if you can believe that back in single digits teen days 14 we did an episode called is home birth messy and so that's where we talked about some of the gear and supplies that uh, would be a great idea to have and that yeah you know, home birth doesn't have to be perceived as messy that doesn't mean messes don't happen but on the whole the experience is not a mess. Yeah, so, I wouldn't say ours was. Yeah, definitely not. 
Uh, next, extra pillows, again, just for your comfort, depending on the positions you want to be in in birth, all sorts of stuff like that. Next one's a big one, food, groceries. Yeah, I would recommend, based on our experience and other women we've talked to on the show, to just keep the fridge stocked as you get closer and closer like and last past, week. De- past guest date yeah. because you don't want to have to send someone out like your husband or you know birth team member to go get groceries if you need them there and want them there during active labor. Yeah, and, and here's the thing with us, you know, labor didn't start till 10 p.m. Right. So if we didn't have groceries, we would kind of be SOL because right. everything was closed. So just have some stuff on hand. And what were some of the things that you recommend? Fresh fruits and vegetables, um, easy things for you know quick energy in in labor. Juice, um, no orange juice, too acidic during that process. Wait for orange juice until after delivery. But you know fresh juices, uh, water. Lots and lots of water, yeah. high quality water, great water. I would recommend, you know, like alkaline water if you can get it or buy it or whatever. Coconut water is awesome. I drank a lot of that during uh, labor. And whatever nutrient-dense foods that you would want in a long workout or a marathon, so anything like that. I had the only thing I ate, I will say, despite recommending all of this food, is like half of a peanut butter and jelly sandwich because I just really wasn't that interested in eating. Yeah, and that's the thing. A lot of the moms we've talked to just ha- aren't interested in eating once labor starts. Right. It, but if you go for, you know, 6, 12 hours like or even longer, you want to make sure that you're getting something. For so, sure. And smoothies, this is stuff, yeah, and smoothies and, would be great. And this is stuff that you also talked about with your midwife and, you know, your healthcare uh, provider. But just from our experience, you know, like right now, big, what's big in our house is Lara Bars. Oh, yeah, right, I so it, we didn't have those though when when you were in labor. That might have been a good idea because they're small. You get you know some some nuts and fruits in there, and it's all natural. So things that you know you don't want to be eating a huge meal probably. So things that pack a lot of punch in a small bite are going to be great. Nice. Yep, that's food. And the last two things, if you want it, a birth pool. Great yeah. to have that ahead of time and test it out a few days before to make sure there's no holes or anything test like that. And, um, you know, blow it up early enough in labor, active labor, if you do want to use it. Yeah. And with the birth pool, there's a couple things you might want to consider as well. Uh, first, with ours, we used a camping pump, like a, um, a camping pump that plugs into the cigarette lighter of a car. And that helped to blow the birth pool up in a couple of minutes as opposed to like a hand pump. And I would go outside and and I tested blowing it up at least once before birthday arrived. And then when labor did start, I went back outside and I pumped up the the, the pool. Um, So that's one of them. The second thing that we needed, and again, our midwives told us about this, was an adapter, a hose adapter for our sink. And so this allowed me to screw the hose into the, uh, the faucet in the sink. And without the little adapter thing that I bought from Home Depot for like two bucks, without that, I wouldn't have been able to, to use it in our sink. Um, and then the last thing was a hose that was long enough. And so those are just things that were great with our birth pool. Sometimes you might want to get a liner. We've seen like they, they sell these liners that you can use. But um, yeah. Oh, and then there was an underwater pump that would pump the water out. Oh, yeah. Was, so you could empty yeah, it. Yeah. So you can actually empty it because you don't want to have to figure out how to empty this pool. That would have been damn near impossible in uh, our room. We would have just been dumping buckets of water out, out the window. The window. So oh yeah, gosh. so so a reverse pump. And again, all of this stuff, our midwives instructed they us where to get it. They are there to help you. Yeah, yes. they're there to help you. So we're just sharing some of the things that might come up in conversation. 
Yes. And last thing to this list, and of course, you can add anything of your own that you want in your birth that is not on this list. But the last thing that we had, but didn't necessarily get used the way we thought it would or intended was a birth ball. So like a big yoga ball. Yeah, yoga ball. I never sat on it during any part of labor, but you sat on it. I did. Behind me as I pushed and when Maya was born. So even if you don't end up using it, someone else might be able to use it as a seat. And it was just a yoga ball. Yeah. Like that same yoga ball ended up living in our house for the next 18 months. We just donated it to our gym. Fun fact about that. So I was training two clients the other day and they were like oh that's a big yoga ball because it's a larger one it's a huge and one. i said yeah we bought it for my birth for my home birth and they just <laughs> both looked at me like oh my god and i was like don't worry i didn't sit on it like i didn't end up using it so there's placenta yeah, all over it you're fine you'll be okay but just that <laughs> terror and shock in their faces for those first few <laughs> seconds was really worth it <laughs> that's great Anyway, okay, so that's the gear type of stuff. Moving into the scene and the environment, the ambiance. So I'm going to list them off first, and then if you want to add anything to them, cool. go ahead. But music, lighting, affirmations, any sort of artwork or focal point or decor that you want, and then uh, any special clothing or you want to be wearing that could kind of be in the first one too, like the the gear kind of list. But I think what you're wearing sets the the scene as well. So interchangeable there. But those are the things uh, as far as setting up the the scene and the space that you want. Cool. I think it's great. I think with the music, you know, that was something that I didn't really think about until we got later on. But, you know, you're going to be flowing through those pressure waves and you're going to be just in the zone. It's great to have whatever type of music gets you in the zone. It might be some serene spa music, some meditative music. Maybe it's I don't know, whatever it is, but it's just a cool thing that I think can really enhance the um, the environment just by creating your playlist. Yeah, and it's cool to see out on social media the variation of women from like, you know, the meditative kind of Enya type music. They're just like sitting in their birth pool and ah, 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 up to girls like twerking it to Chris Brown in the delivery room. Like you oh, see yeah, that, we like saw that video. kind of dance the baby out and... Uh, I love it. So be, you know, be open to any of what works for you. Maybe you go in with a bunch of playlists made and then you're like, bump this. I can't be listening to anything right now. I want silence. And that's completely fine. Uh, I would say if you are going to be using Pandora or Google Play or Spotify or anything like that, splurge for the paid version because yeah. you definitely don't want to be hearing. This seems to be the car, ads. the car ads in the middle of Sarah's your birth. Spanish car yeah, ad. Yeah, you don't want that. So I'll just put that out there, like splurge for the upgrade or get the month trial or whatever. That's funny. Uh, the lighting, you know, do with what works for you. It also will depend on the time of day, but things like candles. Um, we had LED little tea candle uh, light Yeah, those things, were great. Are, yeah, because they you, don't blow out. and You don't have to worry about wax. You don't have to worry fire. about fire. <laughs> you don't have to worry about them going out. And so we actually have a bunch of them and now they're Maya's toys. <laughs> which I, yeah. So... They're great. Just set them around the house. And we also purchased some like, uh, they weren't Christmas lights, but just like decorative string yeah, like lights. white lights. Yeah. yeah. From Target and uh, kind of had them all over the room. And it was great. It beautiful. just made, oh, it was, it was super beautiful. It was just because, you know, we, we labored through the night. Yes. And so that lighting was awesome. And we still have them on our bed. I love it. It's so we, pretty. Yeah. We kept that stuff. Is that when we, we first put them up was for 
I think so. Like, yeah. To repair. And then we were just like, this is nice. Let's and we leave kept it. it. Yeah. yeah. We, so we it have provides we have little lights. soft lighting at night before we yep. go to sleep and we can read with it or whatever. Cool. So that's lighting affirmations to each your own and what works for you. A lot of women write out affirmations or purchase, you know, uh, I don't even know what to call it. Like little note pieces. Cards? Of, yeah. Like no cards or papers or like tapestry type things to put on the wall. Uh, so things like that. Also, you can Google search that as well, or go yeah, there to are Pinterest. specific birth, app, yeah, like yeah. on Etsy uh, shops and things like that. You can buy very specific birth affirmations. I think it's awesome yeah. to have different affirmations around your room. Again, like you said, things to focus on, um, just reminders. I, I, I love that. We didn't really do that. I we think- didn't have affirmations on the wall. What we did, which was the next point, was anything you just want on the wall in general or in the room, you bought me a canvas print of Gustav Klimt's The Kiss, mm-hmm. which I love and was there for me to look at at different points in time. Yeah. And, you know, lastly, I put special clothes or undergarments. So some women like to be covered up during their labor. Some don't. Maybe you want like a special bra or bralette or something to be wearing if you have a birth photographer there. Not that you need to dress up for this occasion. Anyone needs you to look any type of way, but how you want to feel. Exactly. So if that's, you know, there for you, look into that and see what. what. What's a bralette? <laughs> just the type of bras that basically doesn't have like a cup or padding kind of thing. I'm pretty sure. I'm not the world's expert on bras. I wear them 50% of the time, maybe even a little less. I wear so. them 0% of the time. So so a normal bra is cupped and padded and a bralette just doesn't So it's kind of like a like a training bra? Uh, or like a not a training bra, but like I, a you could maybe say that in terms of bra? how it looks. It's not a sports bra, which you would call sports bras training bras I, I know, up until I've like last year. I always do. So anyway, I think the women know what I'm saying. Okay. I think they get it. Cool. But thank you for wanting to be more informed. I just had I'm to sure give the voice of the that. other side. Yeah, absolutely. Somebody out there was like, what's a bralette? I don't think so. <laughs> I think they get it. <laughs> okay. Last two things are probably the bigger ones. And this might be like a jumping off point for more episodes around this stuff, which I'm open to that possibility. So in the interest of that, let's just kind of give some of our juiciest thoughts and feelings on it. Um, One being preparation with your partner and then two with yourself. And I think at times they're going to interweave. Like you could look at it kind of like a Venn diagram on you're doing inner work together in the center there. And then there's stuff you're you're doing. There's stuff your birth partner or partner is doing. Um, because I think you mentioned this at the top of the episode, you're going to get all the gear. You're going to do the class. You're going to read the book. You're going to do, you're going to do those things and the tools and the gear and the tangible items are great. And they get you to a certain point and they assist with making life easier, but how you're relating to everything, how you and your partner are communing and communicating that is what's going to be more sustainable and assist you with all variations and stages of pregnancy, birth, parenthood, beyond. Yeah. I mean, that's what's going to have, I think, the biggest impact. Yeah. You know, because things, you you could have a great intention on how you want your birth to flow, how you envision it. You and I envisioned walking around the neighborhood. We envisioned dancing and it didn't happen that way at all. It didn't happen. And so you just have to flow. And so your ability to flow, your ability to tap in and, and find some joy in the face of circumstance, to find some peace and ease in the face of discomfort, you know, that's really going to help 
your overall experience. Yeah. And to trust in each other and to have, I, you know, I love how you said flow and just be in the space of the process, if that makes any sense and communicate. I think, you know, how you interact with each other in your birth is very related to how you interact with each other in life and you can kind of mirror those things. And so just doing that dance of what works for you, how the partner can be supportive, you know, and talk about these things, like talk about all the scenarios, talk about how you think you want to be related to, and then be open to how that might shift. You know, you did something come up for you. You had like a light bulb looking. Yeah. Light bulb was let's get specific. Let's talk about like some very specific things people can do. So one that came up for me to create that trust between the partners, go to the things together Yeah, as much as you can. So for dads and partners, go to the appointments And when you go to the appointments, don't just sit there like a lump. Ask questions. Ask questions and engage because that goes a very long way with making, you know, the the, the mom-to-be feel like you are a part of the experience and you're invested in the experience. So when you go to the midwife appointments, when you go to your OB appointments, ask questions. You know, come with questions. Say, listen, I want to get these two, three, four things answered. And, you know, allow yourself to be vulnerable, right? Because that builds trust between between partners. So vulnerability might look like talking about your fears. It's okay. You know, we don't have to, as men, we don't have to think that if we mention an, uh, a fear that our, our wife, our girlfriend, our partner is going to think any less of us, is going to now believe that we can't handle ourselves, that we aren't the men that they need us to be. That's not it at all. Talk about those things. Share what your nerves are. You know, because there's so much strength in doing that. And those, that sort of sharing and that sort of vulnerability truly bonds people together. I love that you said that and brought up the V word because I'm sure this isn't this way for every woman, but I'm just kind of going to put a, a guess out there that a lot of women feel vulnerable in the space of pregnancy and in birth preparation. I mean, you're physically becoming vulnerable in a sense you need help for certain things like you you're moving into that space i think of accepting some of that vulnerability most women Mm -hmm. and then the male's side of that i could see them feeling like it's the time for them to be even less vulnerable than usual because they're probably taking on some of that energetic stuff to support mama in all of that so they might feel like it's perceived as weakness or or whatever that they can't handle the situation to shed some of that vulnerability. So I love that you said that because this isn't the time partners and men and whatever to, uh, you know, puff up and hide some of that. Yeah, and go it's, inward. Yeah, no, this is not the time. It's actually the time to embrace all of that. Yeah. I just love that you mentioned that because I feel like there could be this perceived fear that you have to put on a good show and you have to be taking care of everything because, you know, your partner's going through pregnancy and, and preparing for birth. Totally. And that's how we, that's how, that's how I as a man have thought about so many things that the household finances, the direction that we're taking our family into all sorts of stuff. I feel like it's my responsibility to figure out, but in this birth journey, I mean, you're there to be a solid rock for them, Right. The stuff that you keep inside, the things that you don't process, those just create holes and pores in your rock. And so anytime that I brought a question to our midwives, anytime that I brought a question to uh, one of our, our support team, that just, that solidified me more. 
so that when we got into situations, when things didn't go the way we were planned, I was able to just stay solid. So for example, when Maya came out and they noticed you were bleeding and you stood up and, and the blood just hit the floor and they moved you to the bed, you know, I saw what was happening. I registered what was happening and I, and I knew that this is my time to be solid for you. And so I remember putting myself in between you and the midwives, just like I, I, I leaned over your belly so that you didn't see what was going on. And I just looked at you and I affirmed you. And had I not done this in this internal work and had we not done the work together, I may have just been sitting at the back of the room, like freaking out. And then you see my fear and you become more fearful and your blood pressure spikes. You know what I mean? Like all yeah. of that stuff. It's so all connected. It's all connected. Yeah. It's all connected. And so for, for partners, I think it's just great to show up for the as many of the things as you can. I know you, everybody can't be there all, always. Yeah. But if you can't go to appointments, then, you know, grab a book and bring questions from the book to your, to your wife, to your spouse, to your, you know, your girlfriend and say, oh, wow, I was reading this book about XYZ and I found this interesting. I mean, tell me how big of a deposit into your emotional tank would it be? What was it or would it be for me to come to you and say, I was reading this birth book and I found this interesting. Yeah, it's huge. I mean, it's, it's huge. Sexy. Yeah. Turn on. It's, you know, you being invested in the process and committed exactly. to the experience. And that's amazing. And I think uh, for myself, I'll speak for myself, I needed some of that along the way. Cause mm -hmm. you, it, you can isolate yourself in pregnancy and in birth preparation. You think you're the only one going through it at times. Yeah. So, Especially yeah. if you right at, in that moment are the only person who's pregnant in your friend group right yeah then you you know it's like you're like wow i really am the only person going through this how can i relate yeah and then you got a partner who's saying oh i found this app that can track the size of of the baby through the you know through the next nine months like that that stuff like you are the hottest man alive yeah, yeah. you know and so <laughs> that's how partners can show up and so some of the things that you and I did together, midwife appointments we did together, we both read books. I read books from the father's perspective. You read other books. You did Hypno we Babies did with me. Hypno Babies together. And that there was a lot of like, the partners are huge in Hypno Babies. There's a lot of things that we read. There's a lot of space that we hold. There's a lot of different things that we do to help make mama feel more comfortable. Um, working on the nursery together. Uh, what are some other things that we did? Walked and exercised, things like that. Yeah. Like you would take me through walks through the neighborhood, helping and me, we would especially do lunges towards together the end of pregnancy. And... Yeah, lunges to kind of encourage Maya downward and that sort of thing. Yeah, so just being a part of everything. Yeah. Even if it was something I didn't want to do, I will be so honest with you, 90% of those hypnobirthing things <laughs> we did in the middle of the night, I was so tired because some of those passages were long. And I said, okay, you know what? I'm doing this for Sarah. I'm doing this for baby Maya. I, I get that I'd rather be sleeping right now. And I don't really want to do it. But you still do it. Yeah, I think it paid off. Yeah, I think it paid off tremendously. <laughs> so that was that's the partner stuff. Any other partner stuff? I think that's great. I mean, some more might come up. And you listeners, if anything comes up for you or you have questions around anything specifically that we mentioned, like how to expand upon that. Like I said, I think this could be yeah more and i'm actually looking forward to it i'm seeing kind of like a series like fall before my eyes in terms of all this stuff that we can get into um what about the individual stuff individual stuff i think in pregnancy 
it's this extraordinary time to learn more about yourself as a woman, as a goddess, and expand that through everything that you do. What do I think are some some specific things to do as far as inner work goes to prepare for pregnancy? They may, a lot of them, be things that you wouldn't think are part of pregnancy prep per se, like like explicitly, because it's it's beyond pregnancy. Um, Such as? Meditation. Meditation itself. I mean, yes, you could... That could be one that easily kind of segues in there because you could argue meditation helps with the birthing process. But it's about getting in touch with yourself. Um, Yeah, because in meditation, what happens is all sorts of conversation starts to pop up within you. You become more aware of whatever fears you might have. You know, you become more aware of that monkey mind, all that chatter. Monkey mind, I love it. Yeah, and so during meditation, you might you might realize, oh my gosh, I'm, I am terrified about blank. I'm terrified about being transferred. And then that's something you can work on, something you can talk about with your partner, something you can bring up with your doctors, your midwives, your doula. So meditation is awesome for that. Journaling. Yeah. I think journaling is amazing. I think, I mean, you're... Journaling what? Journaling your... What are some just examples? Gratitude. Gratitude would be great. Just... um like a dump bucket, like word vomit of what you're feeling that day, what yeah. came up for you, anything, no matter where it goes, as far as like, you think this is crazy. It's like, if, if it's there, then it's time to clear it out. If, if you are thinking or feeling something that you don't like, or you wish you weren't feeling or thinking, that means it was somewhere dormant, yeah. like in you. And it's important to get that out through this, yeah. through this experience. So I'm thinking with home birth, for example, you might receive judgment from people when you share your plans. And, you know, sometimes it's, it's, you can take that personally. And so that's a, some, that's something that you can totally journal about. You could journal about it's frustrating that, you know, my mom is not supporting me a hundred percent. It's frustrating that my coworkers are, you know, telling me that I hope you're safe, whatever it is, because like what Sarah was just saying, those are things that are stirring and swirling around within you and they can be cleared. Those things can be released. Journaling is a great way to help release some of those feelings, those thoughts, those beliefs, those stories, those emotions that aren't really going to serve you come birth time. Yeah. What just came up for me, I don't know exactly how this ties in, but it was kind of like a little light bulb moment for me, is when babies come and babies are here and even Maya now at a year and a half, nothing they do or the way they act is personal. Uh, They're just being how they know to be and what they're expected to do and show up as. And so from their perspective, you could make this stretch of an argument that they're just here and trusting that you know what you're doing and that you've done all the things that you need to do within yourself to take care of them. They're not worried about like how you're managing your stress. They're not worried about how you are busting down fears or loving yourself. Like that's not an active concern for them so do that because they're going to show up how they're going to show up and then once they do get into that space of now we are moving into the territory of with maya of being a lot more aware of things and she watches us constantly and Yeah. yeah so now moving into that space i feel confident in how i relate to myself and how i love myself that i can model that for her um, so doing that work, even preconception, doing all of this, what we're talking about, preconception is great too. Oh, I'd say amazing. even better. Yeah, and then fantastic. doing it through pregnancy so that 
in 10 years, I'm not having to backtrack and figure out who the hell I am and what matters to me and what I care about because all I've known and done and been is Maya's mom. Yeah, yeah. Not to diminish that at all. Like when people say I'm just a mom or whatever, that bothers me or not just a mom. But uh, like there's a totality <laughs> to you. There's, you know, so all of that. So yeah, meditation, journaling, being a part of um, a community of women, whether that's, you know, pregnant friends, utilizing those appointments with your midwife. If you are going midwifery practice, you more than likely have like an hour appointment every time you see them. Once you get through the vitals and like babies, this, you know, the measurements and the heartbeats, talk about what you're feeling. Like use that as a therapy session. Take advantage of the, their wisdom, knowledge, experience, and like soak that up and use this as like your personal therapy for the next however many months. And just talk about what's coming up. Exactly. Both, both of, both of you, you know, mama and partner. Yeah. That's one of the things I loved most about the midwife experience versus the OB experience. Five to 15, not five minutes. He was there longer than that. Like 15 minutes, maybe. Maybe, yeah. 10 to 15 minutes tops with the OB. And it was all like how things were progressing and yada, yada versus an hour with the midwives. Oh my gosh, you could just, you just get to know them. You could talk to them. So take advantage of that. Yeah, and you were included in the process too. It's a family-centered type of thing. Like you are let in on what's going on and you're asked questions as well and yeah. all of that. Yeah, they ask those questions. How was sharing with your family? Right, right. Like that That was awesome. You know, yeah. talking about us choosing home birth and sharing that with the family. And um, they're so wise. They are so wise. It doesn't matter how many births they've done, whether it's dozens or hundreds. There's so much wisdom with with those you know those practitioners, and you can you really get to tap into that when you're in those appointments. And so, I love them. I love midwives. I can't say that enough. Um, all right, what other self stuff? We talked about meditation, journaling, uh, being in the community, asking questions. Yeah. Aside from doing the things that you just love and make you feel great too, only for the purest reason that they make you feel great. Definitely a time to maximize on that. I'm going to throw in there because it's what I do. You work with a coach or a a lifestyle coach or a life coach, a women empowerment coach, something like me or like whoever. I don't care, but have that one-on-one thing with a person dedicated to your journey, your process, your growth, because we all need coaches. You know, you need a coach in birth, in life as well. Um, So I'd say that. And if you that doesn't work for you right now or whatever, listen to empowering material. Read empowering material too yeah. as well. Listen to my podcast, the Balance and Motherhood podcast. Go check out the resources on my website. I would say those are fantastic inner work actions to take. Yeah, yeah. You know, the the more at peace, the more understanding you can gain around yourself, It's it's it just really helps everything. It just helps you. So well said. Yeah, you just show up powerfully, show up with confidence, um, you know, moving through fears or just relating to fears. Like fears are fine. It's okay to to have fears. It's just how how do you move through them? How do you experience them? Yeah. You know, like I, I we do public speaking, you and I, and that makes me fearful. I get nervous and anxious, but it's the difference between being paralyzed by it and running from it versus you know, mustering up the confidence in myself or in yourself to just to go into it and step through it. All of that is inner work. 
the ability to do that, the ability to show up for something despite feeling uncomfortable, despite being anxious, despite being nervous, despite being afraid, all of that has to do with inner work. It has nothing to do, okay, it has less to do with your power outfit or, you know, your 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 great haircut than it does the work you've done on yourself. Yeah. And so with birth, there's just things that come up that make you fearful, that make you nervous, that, you know, just bring those feelings of anxiety and your ability to find peace and be okay with it, even though you're feeling afraid, all of that has so much to do with the work that you put in on yourself. And I'm going to, this will be my final thought on this. You know, sometimes as you get into the space of preparing to be a mom, and that's kind of the the one focus that you're having, if you need a motivation to be a better mom, or that's what you're you're thinking about, you're going to have this tiny human that you are essentially a guide and an advocate for, for a period of time when they can't do that for themselves. And so to do that, to be an effective, powerful, loving advocate and guide for another human being, you need to be those things for yourself first. You, you absolutely need to be. So if that's the motivation that gets you in the door of like being a better mom or being a better person for this little human is to work on yourself, great. Take that, run with it, and then see over time how that becomes just your pure form of expression and desire is to be your fullest self, to feel your best, because you realize when you do those things, you're a great mom also. Yeah, and it makes the experience more fun. And worthwhile and yeah, just magical like, and Yeah, more enjoyable. You know, it just just it, it makes the experience more enjoyable. And I can say that from a person who has been crippled by fear paralyzed by self-judgment, all of that stuff. I spent so many years in, 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 in my own way. And the work that I've done has just changed my life. And I know, Sarah, you, you yourself, you know, the places that you've come from, the things that you've experienced and the diagnosis that you've had that you've, you know, been able to, to, to heal and, 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 and uh, shift. I mean, your life experience is dramatically different. And that's why... At the top of this episode, we mentioned, you know, there's going to be supplies and there's going to be ambiance things we talk about. However, the stuff that we believe, this is our opinion, right? The stuff that we believe truly matters is the work that we do together and the work that we do as individuals. And what was really great, you mentioned the Bloom event yesterday. That panel of experts would agree, yeah. right? Like that panel of experts. I remember the chiropractor, I forgot her name. Uh, yeah, I forgot her name, but she was. She's like, yeah, you'll, you'll, the bag will be by the door, and that's fine. But then, are you doing the work on yourself? Because it's true. Yeah, yeah. And I'll throw in there. Her name is Dr. Jamie Michael. Jamie Michael, Michael Family Chiropractic. Yes, here in Atlanta. Dr. Jamie Michael. Yes. So that's it. And I totally think we could do another episode. I'm excited. I'm like, oh, what, what can we do? What can we create? So I'm like, muhaha, rubbing my. Yeah, because we like to go. We like to go deep. Together. We, oh yes we do we do indeed uh thank you for having this conversation with me i think it was awesome and fun fact you guys our dogs have been in here the whole time with us just sleeping and snoring off in the corner and they're so cute they're awesome especially because one of them used to have terrible gas and now it's been fixed and she's thank great. all the powers that be because they wouldn't be here if if they would not be in this yeah, room because be. we would be passed out okay 
Thank you guys so much. If you have any feedback on any of the stuff that we talked about or questions, whatever, hit us up, uh, Instagram at D-I-A-H podcast, or you can email us hello at D-I-A-H.com. Anything else? Final words, final wisdom for the week? Just go be awesome. Go love on yourself. Go love on each other. You're fantastic and you got this. I dig that. Bye, guys. Peace. Quick note about the Doing It at Home podcast. Matthew and I are not doctors or medical professionals, and nothing we say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. If you have medical or health-related questions, please take them to a trained professional. We're here simply to entertain you with stories and conversations about pregnancy, birth, and parenthood. Does your father know you're listening to this podcast? Well, when you're done, why don't you stop by and check out a show that is 100% dad-approved. Datages. Hi there, I'm Chad Higgle. If you're looking for useful insights and practical advice you can actually apply to work, family, education, philanthropy, and just life in general, check out Datages. That's D A D A G E S, wherever you listen to your podcasts.